those early years, those first steps into their education are really, really important, not only to, for their own cognitive learning, but for their social and emotional skills. What is it about men working in early years in health and social care that is so wrong? Why aren't men able to be seen as being as caring as women when working in this sector? As a society, we need to have a major rethink about encouraging more men into the health and earlier sectors, no matter what they believe people think of them. If it is something that they want to do, go and do it. Hi there, I'm Karen from SDN and I wanted to tell you about an upcoming one hour webinar on Monday the 24th of May at 4pm. This is part of a series of resources for employers and the session is going to look at how industry placements might work for education and childcare roles uh, within organisations such as yours. Many employers are already offering industry placements, which will be a fundamental part of T-Levels. And T-Levels are a new course designed by employers for 16 to 19 year olds, and they combine classroom learning with a substantial industry placement. So we're thinking about at least 315 hours in, in industry um, in settings such as yours. And this increases to around 750 hours if we're talking about an early years setting. The webinar itself is going to cover what are industry placements and what are T-levels. So if some of that terminology is new to you, then I'm sure there would be a benefit. We'll think about the business benefits for employers. Um, so thinking about kind of talent pipeline and recruitment opportunities, fresh ideas, those sorts of things. And we'll also examine a little bit the difference perhaps between apprenticeships and industry placements um, and work experience and how all of those things can work effectively together for you. We'll share some insights from um, employers that are already delivering education and childcare placements. Um, and I'm pleased to say that our friends at Cash will also be joining me on a panel um, to answer all of your questions. And we'll close up the session with just sharing what other government support and tools and resources are there to, um, to, to help you. There's no charge to attend the webinar, so why not join me, find out a little bit more about industry placements in education and childcare on Monday. I look forward to meeting you. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Stacey Mann, Early Years and Childcare Subject Specialist here at NCFE Cash. Today I'm joined by Liam Pinches who is going to be sharing his journey into the early years sector and the health and social care sector um, with us. So Liam you're one of our first inspiring stories that we're going to have featured on our careers toolkit for education mm -hmm. which is really super exciting so thank you for joining us. We've all got um quite a unique story to tell, I think, about mm -hmm. how we got into this particular sector. Um, so tell me, tell me how, how did it all begin? So we all began um, in 2012 um, when I moved from secondary school to college um, and I started my level three extended diploma in health and social care at Halsowing College in the West Midlands. Um, and from really the first day in my first placement 
um, which was a, a, a local primary school, I knew from that moment that I wanted to work um, in education. Um, I just absolutely fell in love with the sector. Um, I, I loved every day, and even though I was only there for one day per week, um, I, I, I absolutely loved it, and I looked forward to the next week and the next week and so on, and it was just an absolutely fantastic experience. Um, and then following that course, that health and social care course, I stood, went on to University of Worcester um, to study a foundation degree in early years. Um, and again, I, I just continued my, my passion with the support of my tutors, with the support of my mentors at placement. Um, it was just an absolutely fantastic experience. And, and, and then finally, um, I, I, I qualified as a teacher. Um, and now I teach health and social care and I have taught some early years as well in the past. Um, so now I'm passing on that knowledge that I've gained onto the next generation um, of practitioners. There's nothing quite like it, is there? That passion. You can't teach the passion and enthusiasm that comes No, you can't. And, you know, I've got some really fond memories of, of being in, in the classroom, um, you know, supporting students on a one-to-one -one basis. Um, carrying out their observations and linking them to the um, early learning outcomes and, and the EYFS and, and just seeing those light bulb moments where, when they finally get it um, and that excitement or you know they're running up to you with a picture that they've drawn uh, and they're explaining it to you and it's just an absolutely fantastic um, area to work in I'd recommend it to anybody I really would yeah it, it is unique in its um in its essence isn't it everything that we mm. do in early years and education it, it, it's very much about those light bulb moments like you said mm. very much the same as you when i started as a nursery nurse and uh, worked as a nursery manager and very much in early years in the early years sector, but i wanted to do something else i wanted to teach what i'd learned to somebody else and that's exactly what you're doing now isn't it yeah it is it is. Um, and, you know, I do think as well that on, on the flip side that a lot of people neglect the importance of the early years and how important the early years are. Um, and I think at, the, at this moment in time with, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, it's been really hard for little ones not to have those experiences at school with their friends. Um, and I think they've missed out um, on quite a lot of their learning. Um, I do think that it is going to be something that we're going to have to pick up on in the future um, throughout the rest of their primary school life and, you know, potentially even into their secondary school education um, because those those early years, those first steps into their education are really, really important, not only to, for their own cognitive learning, but for their social and emotional skills as well. That's right. I mean... If nothing else, they've definitely learned some resilience along the way. Mm -hmm. I have, um, definitely. Reflecting on my own children and their experiences through this time um, and how they've, they've learned so much at home. But then there's a lot of times when I've sat and considered, okay, I've worked in early years my whole life, my whole adult life. So I've been able to give them the opportunities. While they're at home, and I was able to do that. There's many, many children, many parents that have yeah. 
to, to support their children with, with the emotions, with the learning and everything else. And I think that's perhaps another thing that we perhaps need to look at is supporting parents. There's so many parents that have had children um, during the pandemic and yeah. things like baby groups to go to or stay and plays. Um, mm. Things that we perhaps look um, so thinking about um, you being a male in the sector, yeah. um, we, you know that we have a men in child care um, campaign that is, is embedded throughout all of the careers toolkits. We really think that men in child care brings so much to the table. Mm. And uh, still, you know, we still have around 97% of the workforce being female, which I'm sure you've seen. And you still do. Um, so, so what challenges have you faced um, being, being a male in childcare? Is it, is it obvious to everybody? Um, you know, is it something that's pointed out? Um, I do think it, it's obvious to everybody. Um, I do think there's definitely a stigma um, in, in our society regarding, you know, males working in early years and as well in the health and social care sector. Um, and I, I've looked at this at my, at my university with, with my tutor carrying out a research study um, and you know in my own experiences I was a student on placement in my doing my foundation degree and I can remember being asked by the class teacher to carry out the morning routine with the reception children so bringing them into the classroom getting them settled you know, um, and doing their morning wiggles and jiggles routine, as you do. Yeah. Um, and I, I can remember one one father, he came up to me and he said, um, he says, don't you feel a bit out of place? Um, and don't you feel that this is a bit below you? And this is a woman's job. And I was a bit, yeah, and I was really <laughs> taken back by that. And I was quite upset, actually. Um, because it then that kind of is where my passion for this topic, um, you know, really came forward. I thought, well, what is it about men working early years in health and social care that is so wrong? Um, why, why aren't men able to be seen as being as caring, you know, as women when working in this sector? Um, and I've, I have worked in some fabulous settings where myself and the head teacher have been the, the only male within the entire school. And I've also had feedback where I've been doing one-to-one -one interventions with children um, with, with special educational needs. Um, and the class teacher said, it would have been absolutely fantastic if we'd have had the money to be able to keep you as a member of staff because they've had so much positive experiences with you but it was because they were have they had that male um, role model now I'm not saying that a, a female a lady can't be a positive role model but this young boy he needed that male interaction on a day-to-day -day basis um, to help him understand how he could overcome his challenges and um, and engage within within the learning in the classroom um, but I, I just I do think that as a society, we need to have um, a major kind of rethink um, about encouraging more men into the health and earlier sectors, 
because you've got so many, you know, young young males out there would be great um, practitioners. They really would. Um, you know, I can name a few of them myself. You know, who I teach, and I, I, I just think, you know, if 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 a dad um, can come up to me and say that on on their in, during my placement, I would I would be absolutely devastated for that to knock the confidence of one of my students. I really would, because it could really put someone off working in this sector. It really could. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to is, you know, that stigma of, well, why does that man want to work in early years? You know, is there kind of a motive, like a dark motive um, underneath his desire to work with young children? I think that's a real shame. It really is a real shame. Yeah, it is. And I think um, the media, as always, plays a part in that, in, in the way that they report. Um, and the fact that you don't hear celebratory stories about men in childcare, men in health and social care. Um, and there's so many, which is why we really wanted to give you a voice um, on, on this platform to, to just share with, with other students who might feel reluctant to come into the sector because of some of those comments and some of them are throwaway comments that people don't really think are going to affect that person but like you said it could it could break their career completely they may decide mm. that is no longer for them and they don't want to continue um and i think we've probably all got stories of how um parents have sometimes reacted to, to fails in the setting um, and also we've probably all got stories about how some uh, families will react to a, a, a boy a little boy playing with a pram or playing with a dog yeah. you know and we've all, all we've all tried to overcome those those situations and, and teach and educate and I think that's, that's what we need to do more of is the education mm. okay so why do we want men in childcare what is their motivation what is so inspiring about doing a job like this and it's everything that you just said and the way that your whole face lights up when you talk about <laughs> your experiences it's clear to see that it, it was the right career path for you mm. so once you've done your placements and you would gone to uni what, what was the next step there after my university career um while i was, I was job hunting um, that's where I then came um, to house having college as a learning support assistant um, and even though I loved working within the early years and that's what I've trained, trained in, I, I, I really love working with the young people um, that I do now with um, our 16 uh, to 18 year olds yeah. um, and you know I think as, as much as I liked working in the early years um, I think I've, I've got a lot more in common with the young people that I work with now. So I did have a bit of a, a, a career change um, in, in that respect. Instead of going into um, primary education, I then thought, well, why don't I go into further education instead and actually deliver on courses that I've studied. Um, so that's where I'm at today. So I teach on um, health and social care um, at Halsey in College. Um, I've taught on the early years uh, qualifications as well here. 
Um, so I'm, passing, I'm currently passing on the knowledge and the experiences that I've got from my own experiences onto my own students. Um, and I think for a lot of them, it's lovely to see um, someone who's been through the courses that I'm delivering on to see where it can take them. Um, the majority of the students that I teach um, are level two students and um, I'm also the level two course lead for health and social care um, and a lot of them you know do feel quite demotivated because they have to do resets um, for GCSE maths or English um, and I was in that position as well um, I had to do a reset I had to reset my GCSE English while I was studied here I think it's nice for them to see that that role model. And I had one student who, you know, before we said, well, I don't think I am going to pass English. I don't think I'm going to get anywhere. And I was, I was just turned around and I said, well, you know, look at me. I didn't think I was going to pass, pass English. And now I am sat in front of you delivering on a course that I've studied. Um, so I do kind of emphasise that with hard work and determination, my students will get to where they want to be. That's lovely and, and so needed. Um, mm. I know it's, it's so inspiring. Do you have many males um, on your courses? Um, so um, we, we don't have a lot. Um, we only have really one or two um, on, on my level two course and the same in the early years courses there are very few males um, on the courses here when I studied here as a student I was one of three males um, who, who, who qualified at the end of the two years um, so I think you know we do need to encourage more men to come in to do our qualifications not just you know, as a college, but, you know, through our awarding bodies as well across the country um, and get the message out there that, you know, that for young males, that it is OK, and it is a rewarding career for young for young men to go into the early years in the health and social care sectors. Um, I just think, you know, like you said previously, it's it's just not known enough. There's not enough praise um, for for young men in the in these sectors unfortunately and, and hopefully by teachers like myself and students working with awarding bodies you know we can encourage more young people more young men to come into these sectors because it's, it's very much needed um, at the moment. I agree and I, I also think that it's nothing groundbreaking that we need to do it's very simple steps that we need to put in place and education or careers advisors mm. and parents to be able to support their children when they decide or yeah. when they say actually education and childcare or health and social care is a real route for me how do you know what do I do? Even look at the marketing strategies you know with the awarding bodies you know if we're able to include more males on the marketing for these types of courses as well because when applicants are then looking at local colleges and qualifications like I say oh you know there's a young gentleman there he seems to be enjoying what he's doing I want to go and do that um, and you know when I speak to applicants I've had some that are taken a bit back because I am a young a young male um, working in 
you know, education in the health and social care sector. And when I first started teaching, um, I was walking down the corridor um, and what I heard just out of a little conversation um, from some young ladies, oh, we've got another health and social care teacher and I heard he's a man. <laughs> you know, I, I just think, you know, we do need to encourage more more men. And I think marketing, marketing that is the way forward, really. Yeah, definitely. All of our images um, that we use on everything that we do, there's a male included. Um, you know, we, and we mm. do that. We're diverse in our images and mm. we, do, we do it for the children. You know, we promote equality and diversity through all of our activities all of our experiences for the children and now we need to step it up an option group for staff as well. yeah um and and with your help with this um with your your story of how you got here and the challenges that you face and the solutions that you, you have i really think we can make a difference together mm. um and we've got some more uh, podcasts coming up and we've got more webinars coming up and whilst we're not going to be discussing men in childcare at every web webinar, there's definitely going to be something that's embedded throughout the whole careers toolkit where there's a representation of male and female um, in, the, in the industry. And I think that's going to really help. Yeah, I think looking at other areas as well will help. So, for example, construction, um, you know, females who want to go into construction, which is a very male kind of dominated area, I think working together as you know different curriculum areas and how and sharing marketing ideas will really really help um to to break down those stigmas um you know at, at the moment my my stepdad he, he works at um he works for the aa and he's training um a, a new patrol who is a female um and that is quite unheard of so i think working um you know and looking at different areas will really help um, kind of raise that awareness just to break down that stigma and, and be more open um, with, with young people about the options that are available to them. Thank you so much for that, that's so great. So what would your message be to any aspiring students at the moment thinking about taking a career in, in one of these industries that we talked about, what would your message be? So my message to them would be, no matter what they believe people think of them, if it is something that they want to do, go and do it, okay? Because there is only one person at the end of the day who will um, miss out, and that will be you. So, you know, if you want to work in health and social care, early years, you know, or any other area where there is that gender gap, go for it. Um, and no matter what as well, no matter what grade you achieve at GCSE, if you work hard and you are determined, you will get to where you want to be. Um, I was in your shoes. I've had to do resits. I've had to come through um, challenges in terms of the gender gap in early years. And I've got to where I want to be um, at this moment. So just do it and just chase that dream of yours. And thanks to you at home 
Don't forget, for more great content tailored towards those working in care, health and education, it's free to join our network and you gain access to some great articles, videos and resources to support your career and some information about career development as well as our members' discount and benefits scheme. And if you'd like to feature on a future episode of PodCash, please get in touch at alumni at cash.org.uk. Until next time, take care.